Hi, everyone, and welcome to the June episode of Multi-Housing News' Mission Success Women in Multifamily podcast series. I am Laura Kaluger, Senior Editor with MHN. As you know, this podcast series is about inspiring female executives in the multifamily industry, and Bell Partners President Lily Dunn has been making her mark in this still male-dominated industry by not only working her way up to leadership positions, but also by creating a space for women in real estate. Hello, Lily. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Thank you, Laura. Happy to join you. So you've, you've built a solid career in the real estate industry, and I know your father was a big influence because he was a developer and a broker in upstate New York. How was it like to grow up in the real estate industry, basically? Well, as you mentioned, uh, I've been around real estate all my life, given my dad, as you say, is a developer and broker in New York. And I remember as a very young child, my dad taking detours on the way to dinner or a family event to visit properties. <laughs> Early age, I always loved the business. And I started helping out in his office when I was 13 years old. And uh, when I was in college, I sold houses and leased apartments and then created my own market research business, which I later sold when I graduated. And after that, I joined Richard Ellis right before the market collapsed in 1990, not great timing. But from there, I did go on to Trammell Crow, which later evolved into Avalon Bay. And I was there for 20 years. And now I've been with Bell Partners for just over 10 years. Wow, quite a journey. <laughs> it certainly has. I guess I maybe shouldn't date uh, myself like that. Uh, when you're <laughs> yes, I am old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've had a lot of experience, but which would you say has been more valuable throughout your career, your experience or your education? Well, I think both are important, Laura. I'm a huge proponent of education and learning from others. At the same time, there's no better teacher than actual experience. Earlier in my career at Avalon Bay, I remember my dear friend and mentor, Dick Michaud, telling me, it's funny how 20 years of experience takes 20 years. And I thought at the time, <laughs> what an odd statement, <laughs> but now I get it. And I think the best decisions are made when you take the time to gather the facts, learn everything you can from several sources, but also apply your experience and judgment. So I would say both. What else would you have done if you, if you weren't in the real estate industry? If I weren't in the real estate industry, well, I love real estate. Um, and, um, I, you know, when I'm, when I'm not working, um, I do like to do uh, things such as paying it forward, which I think is a responsibility to help those in need and, and support those folks who are trying to make a difference. So I'm involved with organizations such as the Rose Foundation and Bright Beginnings, which helps families in poverty as well as some industry organizations such as a fire mentorship program. But most importantly, I love spending time with my family. So if I wasn't uh, working, that's where I would spend the majority of my time. And I'm fortunate to have an incredible husband and five wonderful, loud, smelly and crazy boys. <laughs> Certainly never boring in our house. And I'm happiest when we're all together most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now, since you're, you've been working from home, right? Yes. Well, I, I do go into the office um, frequently and our folks, you know, need to show up every day at their properties because they're essential frontline workers. So right. um, I do have a hybrid of, of both being in the corporate office and at home and also really enjoy spending my time on site and, and uh, supporting our people. Have you had mentors throughout your career or do you still have one after so many years? Well, I've been fortunate to have several 
Um, one I just mentioned uh, is Dick Michaud, who is the founder and former chairman of Avalon Bay. And he built a great team of people who had different perspectives, experiences, and skills, and empowered us to build a flagship company. He encouraged me to strive for continuous improvement and excellence while always upholding my values. He believed in meritocracy and rewarded our accomplishments. He has a quiet power and an ability to lead without overwhelming, and he listened and advised without telling. So even after 30 years, Dick continues to be a close friend and personal and professional life mentor to me. And besides your charity work, what do you like to do when you're not busy working? How do you relax? How do you unwind? Well, you know, my family does take uh, quite a bit of time on <laughs> having five boys. <laughs> so uh, relaxing is, is, um, is, uh, is an interesting word. Uh, <laughs> but when I'm not with them or helping to pay it forward, um, I do enjoy uh, spending time with my friends. And I love to ski and horseback ride and, and take long walks in the woods and just get lost. That's necessary sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I find um, my way out. Usually I do. <laughs> um, I know you spend much of your time um, building Bell Partners talent base. What can you tell us about diversity in the multifamily industry? Are things going in the right direction? Well, I guess I could start first with my own experience. Uh, when I began in real estate, there were very few women, and particularly in the investment and finance areas, and especially at higher levels. So I do think the industry has made progress with diversity, but we still have a long ways to go. Awareness and understanding is the first step, and I think there has been great momentum in this area. At Bell Partners, we're committed to improving diversity and inclusion within all levels of the company. We strongly believe that by having diverse teams, we can make better decisions by drawing from a wider, uh, wider group of perspectives. And we strive to foster a work environment that allows everyone to feel like they can belong and contribute to their fullest potential. So we try to reward and uh, develop the skills and behaviors that reflect an understanding and a respect for our similarities and our differences. And I'm thrilled to say that of our 1,500 people, about half are women and about half of those folks are people of color. And out of about 40 officers, which is vice president above, just over half are women, which is highly unusual for our industry. Right. Um, managing change is also part of, of a leader's tasks. And we've definitely experienced lots of changes in the past 12, 15 months. What was your approach to change? How did you embrace it? Well, it certainly has been an extraordinary 15 months. <laughs> and I remember a time when we faced such challenging health, financial, and social challenges all at the same time. As I mentioned to our team when the pandemic began, this will be when character counts and companies are differentiated. And while this period has been painful and challenging for so many people, it's also been a great opportunity for Bell to shine. Now, as I reflect back and think about your questions, I guess I would highlight three things. First is during this time, we've been able to demonstrate the true essence of who we are, which is our purpose and our values. And our purpose is to create communities our residents are proud to call home. And we have affected people's lives and demonstrated our ability to serve one another and our residents who are depending on us. Secondly, we've been able to see the power of our team. 
We have great people who are committed, resourceful, and caring, and who are focused on producing strong results. And with our back against the wall, we came together quickly and pushed through a very difficult time, and I think we're stronger than even before. And lastly, we've learned how resilient we are. Particularly in the face of crisis, we have shown that we can adapt, overcome, and excel. We have proven our ability to rapidly embrace change management and have a growth mindset. You know, it's easy to look good when the wind is behind your back. It's during the uncertain and challenging times when our character and strength are tested. And despite these extraordinary conditions, our team has shined, and I think we are stronger. And while doing all this, you also remained an active member of the communities you serve, um, despite all these challenges brought on by the pandemic. Um, you mentioned you um, enjoy um, doing charity work, and I know you have a very um, dear to you, I, I think, <laughs> initiative, yeah. Gibel Gives Back. Yeah. How have you been helping out those in need? Well, we have a responsibility to support our residents and our communities. And so we try to do many things to help in that area. And Bell Gives Back is just one example. Uh, our Bell Gives Back initiative is uh, basically, we designate one day where everyone across the country does something to support their community, such as working at food banks, cleaning up parks, putting together care packages for children's hospitals. However, it's not just that one day uh, and what they do then, it's what they do every day to support our residents and each other. And I am honored and grateful to work with such an amazing team of people who truly care about what they do. And the stories are unbelievably heroic, impressive, and inspiring. I have seen the Bell Gives Back after movie, and it's, it's impressive indeed. So many people helped and they um, tried to be there for one another. It's really, really impressive. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, if you had the chance or the power to change one thing about how the multifamily industry works, what would that be? What is it that you don't like about the industry? <laughs> well, hmm, um, I, I, sorry, I know you said one thing, but I'm gonna mention two. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so first, um, as we just discussed diversity, you know, although our industry is certainly making progress, I do wish we were further along with having a more diverse workforce. And as I mentioned, I think we make better decisions with diverse perspectives. The second thing is I think we need more affordable housing. This is a serious issue that affects millions of people. Apartment supply has not kept pace with a surge in demand over the years. One in three Americans rent. And based on demographics, we need 4.6 million new apartments by 2020, which is about 325,000 apartments a year. Yet we have been delivering well below that level for years at about 250,000 apartments. So we need a comprehensive solution to this, not a one size fits all approach. And I'm actively involved in several organizations to help with this, including National Multi-Housing Council. And some thoughts that we're focused on um, is first is thinking how we can increase the supply by incenting construction of a broad range of housing options at multiple price points. Also providing more direct assistance to renters versus setting price controls on rental units. And lastly, I would say that I think local governments need to take more of a lead in finding the solutions for their specific situations and partnering more with the private sector. I agree. Um, 
how do you maintain your company's competitive edge in in this economic environment? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, our long-term perspective, which is guided by a strategic plan and our focus on culture and our team is so important as well as emphasis on innovation. And so just to touch on those three factors, which isn't just about the current environment, it's about really having the competitive edge over a longer period of time. So from the long-term perspective, we are focused on being a sustainable, scalable company who can consistently deliver superior returns over a full cycle, not just when it's hard. And as I mentioned, we have a strategic plan that we update every four to six years, and it's a thoughtful, deliberate plan that is evolutionary, not revolutionary, and it helps keeps us focused, disciplined, and aligned. Also, secondly, is our culture and team. People are critical to the success of a company, and its culture is the glue that keeps everyone together. We have a strong and deep team of people that have worked together for many years. We draw on each other's experiences to make well-informed decisions. We may not all agree, but there is trust, open debate, and alignment, which is critical to outperforming. And we're focused on fostering a culture where we feel people are inspired to make a difference. And then lastly is our focus on innovation. Even during these uncertain times, we have embraced a growth mindset and have accelerated many initiatives to position us well during this period and frankly, well into the future. In fact, it's during challenging times when some of the best innovations emerge. So specifically, we've accelerated our initiatives around data analytics, technology, and the customer experience. That was necessary in the past months to cater to, to the residents' needs. Yes, thank goodness. And if we didn't have the plumbing in place um, and with the data analytics and the technology and our focus on the customer, I think that um, it would have been a very big disadvantage for us. And I think because of our focus and innovation in these areas and our customer, we've been able to continue to outperform even during challenging times. You previously mentioned strategic planning and, and part of this strategic plan was um, that 800 million core multifamily venture with longstanding institutional partners that you formed recently to deepen your company's presence within several markets. What can you tell us about this venture so far? Have you made any acquisitions yet? Well, I guess stepping back first, you know, given our relationships and performance, we have continued to raise capital. Um, last year, um, I am thrilled and grateful to say that we closed our seventh value add fund for about a billion dollars. And as you alluded to in a recent press release, we completed the first closing for core venture. However, given that we're in marketing, I really can't comment on that further, but I can say that we're thrilled to have complementary vehicles so that we can continue to offer investment opportunities to our partners throughout a full cycle. And uh, in general, we do complete about one to $2 billion of transactions a year for all of our different investment vehicles. So I've been thrilled with our progress and uh, we are certainly out in the markets hunting and uh, bringing in some really wonderful investment opportunities. You've also made strong moves into new markets such as Colorado, California, or Florida. What is your mission at Bell Partners? I know it's hard to make predictions in this environment, but where do you see the company five or 10 years from now? Well, uh, that's a great uh, question. And as I mentioned earlier, our purpose 
which is um, in essence, the mountain, what are we trying to do? It's aspirational, as I mentioned, is to create communities our residents are proud to call home. Our mission is the how, how are you going to do that? And our mission is to be the apartment company of choice by creating value and honoring commitments to our residents, partners, and associates. And it's guided by our core values. Uh, we are focused on creating a sustainable and scalable company and fostering our special culture so that we can continue to attract, develop, and retain our team and consistently deliver strong results for our investors and clients. And as I mentioned earlier, we have a strategic plan. It's evolutionary, not revolutionary, that guides us to achieve these long-term objectives and focus on our core competencies, but also stay open to opportunities. Lily, this was a great conversation. Thank you very much for all your insights. Well, thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Enjoyed chatting with you as well. Until our next monthly chat, make sure you visit multihousingnews.com for the latest interviews, podcasts, and trend stories. 